I'm Tierra Drake and I'm the founder of Girls on Another Level. In a nutshell, Girls on Another Level aims to progressively empower women who are a catalyst for success. It is my mission to highlight African American women who are well established in their careers. What is needed are inspiring and real stories from women who have experienced things and can help guide other young women on their desired career path. My passion is to explore women's stories and what it really takes for women to be successful. The goal is to elevate and inspire the minds of women while they navigate their journey to a beneficial future. With the voice God gave me, I am committed to helping others become a girl on another level. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That scripture is coming from Psalms chapter 90 verse 17. And really what that means to me, you guys, is anything we we set out to do without God's initial blessing is it's it's not going to mean anything. It's not worth it. And I feel like it's important for us to make sure that whatever we do, that it lines up in the eyes of our Lord. That way he has a blessing over what we're trying to do. And I just thought that that is a good scripture to start off this season six. Like, It's so crazy that I'm at season six of my podcast, but if you're new here, welcome. If you've heard a couple episodes before, welcome back. And so really this year, you guys, we're in that second half of 2022 came by real quick, real quick. So let's let's hone in these next six months, get it together so we can reap what we have sown. And, you know, it's crazy because I was talking to a friend um, and we were just kind of just going over the years um, since, you know, the pandemic and everything like that. And so, you know, I really just think that 2020 was the year for awareness, you know, noticing the things that we need to change um, in order to get what we want, what we're desiring. It was also God's way of waking us up. That way we can go ahead and get back on the path and do what we need to do for him. Y'all, 2021 was the year for transition. I don't know about y'all, but for me, It was definitely a transition and just kind of going through the motions, had my highs and lows. Of course, everybody has their highs and lows. But this year, you know, talking with my friend, like I told her, I was like, I think this year is the year of acceptance. You know, we were made aware of our situations in the past. And once we were made aware, we started making that transition to head into what we're wanting to get into. And so this year, I say it's the year of acceptance because, you know, as we made that transition, some people fell off the the wagon and decided, I don't want to do it right now, even though they may want to, but for whatever reason, just couldn't. And this year, it's like, okay, I know what I need to do. Let me stay down for the ride. So of course, y'all, as we head into this next half of 2022, Listen, we done been through it, okay? So 2023, I feel like, is the year for us to watch the fruits of our labor. And y'all, I'm so ready. I'm just just very optimistic of the year. But, you know, I like to give my encouragement. But you guys, can you guess from the clip that I'm about to play what profession we're going to be talking about today? You know, it just made me think about what I was doing with my app. I mean... 
way more ahead in development than they are. And they're an actual company. Okay. And so, so what does that mean? Maybe I shouldn't take this job. I should get woot-woot off the ground instead. Wait, what? Today, I have the honor and privilege to interview Asha Christian, and she is the CEO and founder of Coily App. She's a tech entrepreneur here out in the Atlanta area, and welcome to the show, Asha. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well, you know, enjoying this hot Atlanta weather. <laughs> yes, it, it's a beautiful day out, actually, today. I was like, after this, I gotta <laughs> take my dog out for a walk or something, because I've been stuck in the house all day. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, you have to. Yes, but um, I just want to go ahead and just jump in there because you are doing amazing things. Um, for everyone that's going to be listening to this, it's such a small world. Through a mutual <laughs> friend, we met. And yeah. turns out we have another mutual friend. And it, it just goes to show how small the world is. But yeah. definitely with you being a tech entrepreneur, I, I have questions because... <laughs> You're what, 23? Yeah, I'm 23. Ask who I am. Yeah, I got answers. <laughs> 23, you have your own tech. Like, okay, first, so you are the founder of Coily app. Yeah. But before then, you were a part of something, a viral app. Yeah. Back in 2015, it was featured in Forbes, BuzzFeed, Washington Post. Girl, I read up. So could you <laughs> tell me a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, of course. So fun fact, um, that actually was my first introduction into app development. So I'll kind of go into the story. But back in 2014, 2015, um, there was kind of this highlight reel of police brutality in the media. Um, and obviously, pol police brutality has always been a thing. But it was the first time in my lifetime that I was old enough to really recognize it and think that I could do something. Um, and so in my freshman year of high school, my siblings and I kind of decided to put our heads together and see if we could create a solution to this problem that deeply affects the Black community. And it was very emotional kind of for us to see everything that was going on. Anyway, so we, um, we threw a bunch of ideas on the whiteboard about ways that we could solve the problem, you know, food drives and rallies and marches and different things like that. But we just so happened to have gone to a middle school that was STEM focused. So this is prior to high school, a middle school that was STEM focused and had, you know, a tiny bit of a background kind of in just basic um, animation and, 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 you know, code logic like Scratch. And so in my freshman year of high school, we decided to create an app that would serve as a kind of solution or a halfway solution to what we've been seeing going on um, in the social justice movement. So we created an app called 5.0 and 5.0 allowed citizens to rate, review, and track their interactions with law enforcement. Um, we spent the summer literally building it Google search by Google search, starting with like, how do you build an app? <laughs> um, and we kind of just grew it from there. Uh, we kind of spent the summer working on it, launched it my freshman year of high school and, um, we reached out to a media platform called For Harriet. Mm -hmm. And For Harriet was a black women's kind of media outlet slash website um, that was super popular back then. Um, and they posted us and we kind of went viral from there. So they did an article on us and, you know, we woke up and, and we had done kind of numbers like 40,000 likes on their Facebook page, which was, you know, crazy. 
Um, but, you know, it was really a whirlwind from there. We did over 40 interviews in one week. We were featured in Forbes, you know, Washington Post, New York Times, BuzzFeed, like you said. Um, but more than anything, it was like my first um, introduction into the tech kind of startup world. And my first, the first time in my life where I really felt like, okay, you know, I can do this. I can create a problem to a solution that affects a large group of people. Um, and so we kept working on 5.0 throughout the rest of my high school career. And I actually went to online high school for the second half of my high school career because I was working on 5.0 kind of part-time, full-time, you know, half-time. Um, yeah. yeah, but it, it was it was a, a crazy whirlwind. And, you know, we're just lucky enough to have gone through that process, but it really was my launch into tech. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So you <laughs> did mention that, you know, this was your introduction into tech and you ended mm -hmm. up going to a middle school that kind of had like STEM programs and everything like that. So was mm -hmm. there um, any family members or friends um, that kind of sparked the tech interest um, for you to get into that middle school? Or was that just yeah. something, you know, how was that? Yeah, it was definitely also influenced um, by my parents. So my mom, both of them had worked for really what was considered a tech startup back in the day, but a company called MindSpring. Um, and they kind of, they neither of them were technical at all, but they had interacted with a lot of developers back when like barely anyone used to code. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so they knew like, okay, this is a, a lucrative career. These guys, like they're doing this, like, let's see if we can kind of get the kids into this. So I, I think that's kind of, how we ended up in a STEM middle school and, and kind of towards that STEM technical uh, field. Okay, that's cool. So would you be doing anything besides tech had you not had that influence from your parents? Um, I think, that, you know, honestly, I, I consider myself a creative first, even now. I don't, I, I wouldn't even say that I love programming. I think I love the fact that it, it, it gives me this ability to create like scalable solutions. It's, it's more so a medium than the actual um, love itself. So just like paint, you know, I love the paintings that I create, but I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not super in love with painting. That, that's kind of like an analogy I can draw. So I think it, it's, an, it's an amazing medium um, that empowers you to really build and create and solve issues on a global scale. And like, that's more so, um, you know, why I'm interested in tech. So I think that if I were not to be, you know, if I wasn't in tech, I'd probably be, you know, in the arts or I'd still be solving problems and trying to do it in a creative way. Um, but I, you know, I'd probably just be in some other creative field. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you said that. I know we talked about it um, briefly before, but, you know, saying that you are a creative. Um, yeah. because the word tech and with me doing my little bit of research, it's like that's such a general word. Like It's a buzzword nowadays, you know, I think, yeah. I think also it, it works two ways. Some people have found it a lot less intimidating, but I think in some ways it's also kind of become this isolated, like, what is tech? Like, I'm not in tech, you're in tech or you're not in tech. And I think it's a lot more fluid than that. Like a lot of people utilize slash work on tech enabled platforms and tech enabled communities. Like we're in a world that is um, powered by technology. And so I think it's a lot more beneficial to um, view it as a medium than the endpoint, right? So let's say you really love fashion. It's not like get into tech, but it's like, how can you use tech to make fashion better and easier and more fun? You know, that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah, and I, I love that you said it and put it that way just for like me 
who's not familiar with the tech world because like you'll see on TikTok, like Instagram, and it's like, well, what I've really been seeing is like everybody wants a tech job. But then it's like, you don't even know exactly like what you're getting into, which is totally fine. You yeah. can definitely learn to get to that level, but it's like people see remote job, they see mm -hmm. the salary. It's just like sign me up, but it's like yeah. But like you have to have a passion for any type of career, any type of hustle that you're trying to get into. Like you can't yeah. just see the money. You can't just see yeah. what the benefits are going to be because in the end, yeah, you might be making money, but you might be lacking or missing out on another part of your life. Like I just, I truly yeah. believe not just going for something just because it's a trend or what it can do for you in the long run. Like you have to think of other people, how you can help serve other people. That's how I, how I view it. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate too, because I feel like we kind of, at least, you know, the 21 to 20, maybe seven year old age group, we're kind of in this rush um, for stability, this rush to have money and, you know, have a place and say that we did something and say that we have these accomplishments and that we're stable. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially, you know, given your background and, you know, how you grew up and who you have depending on you. But I think it's also while, um, you know, it, it's great for all these people to be getting into the tech field and getting these tech jobs. It's also important to look towards the creation side of tech and look towards the entrepreneurial side of tech and what you can, you know, create with it even outside of, you know, just trying to work for a tech company, which is an amazing accomplishment, by the way. Not, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. So it's, it's definitely something I think, of course, with social media and just right now, um, just where we are in life. But I've actually just started reading a book probably like a couple of days ago. Um, and it's called The Defining Decade. My friend told me about it. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of like telling us, you know, how people say like the 30, your 30s or your new 20s. But it's like, no, use your 20s to yeah. like build on things, not necessarily having it all together. And I think that's the piece that our generation is not focusing on. Yeah. It's together like you don't have to be 26 27 with the five bedroom house the Mercedes <laughs> and the Benz like yeah no for real it's it's true it's and <laughs> yeah for real and it also you know we are like one of the first generations to be one to have grown up in a heavily social media kind of infused world so there's also kind of this flexors culture that exists where people are doing things you know show that they're stable like the Mercedes, for example, or like we're doing a lot of things just to kind of say that we have these things and to show people that we're okay. And I think that, you know, whenever a movement happens, there's also kind of an anti-movement. And I've seen this large group of kind of Gen Z slash the youngest millennials moving towards um, true kind of all-encompassing, fulfilling lives, even with things like the Great Resignation and a lot of people being like, I'm not just going to work for you for this money. Like I need more than that. Like I feel like we live in a generation where if money is the barrier, there are a lot of ways to make money nowadays. I mean, obviously, if you're privileged enough to be able to stop and think about that, but um, there are a lot of ways to make money. And so it's important that we are looking towards like the future and the full you know, realm of, of 
options and abilities that we have and we're, we aren't looking kind of in this this narrow group of choices that we have to pick from like one of the first things i that that i did that really you know has benefited me tremendously is um deconstructing the worries and the negative beliefs that i just have like the automatic nose like oh of course i can't turn right like right is just not something that people do but more often than not like a lot of people are turning right you just aren't the one that is turning right like you aren't allowing yourself to look at the full scope of abilities and, and options you have um so it's just really important especially again because the world is moving towards a more technical world and a lot of the jobs that don't involve tech are may become tech enabled or automated by systems in the future i like your your viewpoint on deconstructing um just so you can build and construct in a more positive and yeah just that's gonna benefit you um, and what you're looking to accomplish. So I like that actually. I, let me take yeah. notes oh, personally. <laughs> and I honestly think it's an amazing segue into um, what I do with Coily too, because, and I, you know, I, I obviously you can take me back here because I might be jumping a few steps ahead. But um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I created Coily because um, I have bought thousands of dollars worth of products that haven't worked for me and thousands, you know, I mean, tons of wigs that were shed and gels that left flakes in my hair. Like I've, I'm actually like the person I'm targeting. And I've, I was a hairstylist as a hair braider and I've done so many different types of hair. And it's like, this is a problem that every black woman in my life has faced. Like it's a real problem. And so more than just like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a tech company and I'm creating an app. It's like, I'm really invested in creating a solution that black, that, that changes the way that black women shop, right? Like that, that improves and personalizes our experience when we're in store and makes us feel like this is for us. This is our home. You know, that's, that's what I'm creating. I'm not, you know, more so than tech and like a company. Yeah. I love that. And I'm glad that you did because we were going to segue into that. So that's why I'm like, don't, don't, don't stop from my account, but yeah. <laughs> I think that's amazing because I feel, I know there are a lot of apps out here, um, a lot of websites, just a lot of different avenues in which people are trying to start brands or start companies, but they're just promoting it or you haven't even tried the product yourself or yeah. you, know, you just see the bigger picture in the grand scheme of things, which goes back to people just want to make quick money and just live a luxurious life. But mm -hmm. I like that it's something that you actually struggled with and hair. Oh girl. Hair yeah. I struggle with. So I love <laughs> that you, you know, you already said it, you want to be a problem solver. So you use something that you could relate to that multiple thousands of people can relate to. And this is honestly when I first, when we first met, Mm -hmm. was Chris's birthday was January. Yeah. Yeah, I have the same birthday. January. Did me and you showed me the app and I downloaded it and I was just looking through and I'm like, oh, she has the quiz for me to take. So it's like, it's personally tailored to each person that goes onto your app, which I love. So yeah. what was the process? Like I know it started 5.0, but what was mm -hmm. the process like for you doing this by yourself and actually taking what you've learned in the past to build the Coily app. Yeah, so um, just for a bit of a timeline, I worked on 5.0 until my freshman year of, uh, I mean, sorry, my senior year of high school. And, you know, I was about to go off to college, which is a whole full-time thing in itself. So 
we ended up passing off Bilo to a local nonprofit, uh, my, my co-founders and I, um, we ended up passing it off to a local nonprofit in, um, in Atlanta. And I went on to do computer science at Cornell. And after my freshman year, I kind of was bit by the entrepreneurial bug again. And um, I started kind of working on Quilly as an idea, um, but I really have been working on it full time for probably around two years. Um, Coily, it so just for as a summary, it's an app that cultivates a community-driven, um, personalized, and enhanced shopping experience for Gen Z slash millennial Black women. So. It's an app where users can download um, our platform and take our hair quiz, which, you know, assesses 30 plus characteristics that influence your hair. Things like, have you dyed it recently? What styles do you wear? What are your hair goals? So we really try to get an idea of each user's particular hair profile. And then we're able to kind of match them to other women um, who tend to wear styles that they like or who tend to have a similar who have a similar hair profile um, to theirs. And we can match them to products likely to work for them and um other uh, users and hairstyles and things like that. So we're really kind of taking that information you give us and building upon it and matching you to other users. But even more than that, as you interact on the platform, we're able to use machine learning to really, really, truly get um, a personalized uh, home for your hair, essentially. But the thing is, we're in public beta right now. So we're really working on a lot of those recommendation and personalization features. And we're, we're re planning to relaunch at the uh, end of June slash beginning of, Janu of July. Um, but more than anything, like it's really a home for Black women to feel like they step into it. They're seeing if you wear locks, like you're only seeing women who wear locks. If you wear wigs and you wear a wash and goes, like you're only seeing wigs, wigs and wash and goes. And then maybe a little bit more of things that you may like. So we really want it to be kind of this curated home. I love that. I love that because I Thank think you. like our hair is just unique. <laughs> we have so many different yeah. types and it's just some people you know they have that natural instinct like you you said you did hair you braided hair and everything like that me i have no type of i i'm not <laughs> out. i my yeah. mom she all she did for me was the little twist with the barrettes at the end when i was little and i stayed in braids for pretty much my whole childhood so yeah. i have that instinct to try to you know figure out this hairstyle girl I can't even lay my edges I'm embarrassed to say no, but I mean, that's <laughs> a thing. like it but it's very real like they're while all black women like hair is important to most I'm not gonna say every single one but 99% of black women hair is super important to us right but we there are some women who know a lot about their hair and know exactly what to do who just want more of what they already kind of know and then there are people who ha have no idea how to do their hair because they didn't grow up in a certain environment and their mom didn't teach them and like with a platform like Coily, we have this unique ability to really shift cultures and get kind of eradicate this generation of young black girls who grow up not loving their hair. Because, you know, if you're in fourth grade and you have natural hair and you're able to pull out Coily, take a quiz and see a ton of women who love their 4C natural hair and who know how to style it and see the products they use in their tutorials, like it's a whole different level of access and information um, and visibility that we can provide to young black girls. So there's like, even outside of helping women shop, like we're really changing the way that we interact with our own hair. I love it. I love it. It just, <laughs> it definitely inspires because like you said, 
you have people that are into hair, people who are not, but this gives an app exclusively for us, made mm-hmm. by us, to where you can begin to learn or just like me, I I want to get into learning how to do my hair or just creating quick styles for me, but I'm scared and intimidated. And I feel like with your platform being community driven, so it's like you get to see other people and you get to mm-hmm. see these products that may have worked for them and you can try it with, the, you know, like it, yeah. it's, it's just very inspiring. And, you know, I actually <laughs> had a conversation with a friend probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, and she's an entrepreneur as well. Um, she does hair. She um, does custom wigs. And we just kind of got onto the topic of, you know, for us, we're so focused on trying to either create a product, create services, product-based for other people, not necessarily for the money, but to help others and just, you know, yeah. a path that we have of ours that we don't give ourselves enough time. Maybe this was just for me and her with that conversation and I'll see how you feel here shortly, but we don't toot our horns enough and it's always us focusing on what's the next steps. So Mm -hmm. what I really ask you is, how have you felt seeing the responses from your app um, and just from you creating this product by yourself? Like how accomplished have you felt? Well, one, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think it's like we don't take, we don't stop and take a second to lift our head up and go, cool, I did that. That's dope. Um, And it's, it's so funny. So earlier this year, Coily, so Coily's in public beta, we're still working on the platform. And so we're not really trying to grow it and have a ton of users on it because it's just not ready for that. But earlier this year, I was tweeting about Coily and um, I tweeted, um, you know, something along the lines of a black girl hair app uh, built by a black girl made for love, uh, made with love for my black girls. And the tweet ended up going viral and um, grew our user base to 10.3 thousand users in 48 hours. And so now we have closer to 11.7 thousand users. But I bring that up to say that when that happened, I was so overwhelmed and scared and, you know, thinking about every single bug in the app and how unsatisfactory, um, it could be that I didn't even think about the fact that I literally built something from scratch that a lot of people are downloading and using and want to use. Like the idea that the foundation of the problem I'm trying to solve is something that they actually want solved for them, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's really surreal when I sit back and think about it, which isn't, which is not very often. Um, but it's crazy to think that you really, as one person can create, um, can create a tool that actually like fixes things for a large group of people. And this is why it's important to have, you know, black people, people of color, people within underrepresented groups to um, kind of behind the technology because black hair care for black women, like we spend billions of dollars on our hair every single year. Like we are literally the highest spending niche within the global hair care market, but we are completely underserved um, in terms of figuring out which products will work for us. Like the products, targeted towards black women like it's saturated there are thousands of them right thousands and they're more coming out constantly but there isn't any way for us to organize and sift through those products and so that's such a unique problem that really only a black person would be able to identify and solve and so that's why like having me you know knowing that i can program and i can create apps like it's it's like 
this um amalgamation of like of of one confidence and knowing that you could create a solution having the skills and being a black person and a part of that unique community that allows me to create something like this like it's super important that we get black people and black faces behind the tech and creating solutions because that's when we really start to see change for those small underrepresented highly targeted groups yes i totally agree and then it's like once one person starts the movement like not just specifically with you know app development but other avenues and other ways in which we aren't represented enough or represented well like those avenues are going to start to expand and i'm i'm excited like i know our generation is you know the change but i don't want to say it's slow because it's not you know stuff like this takes time and it just takes you know the right people to build confidence in others in which I feel like your qualities just from meeting you the few times that I met you like I these are the type of people we need so yeah. like, I think the same thing about you but it, it's like it, that's exactly what like I um I've been kind of out at more founder I guess entrepreneurship events recently and I've been interacting with people who are just really thinking about like altruistically solving problems for for large groups of underserved communities. And it's it's I think it's inspiring um, and they kind of have to be uplifted and put on platforms. So one, other younger black people can see it and go, okay, I can do it too. Let me get up there. But two, so that we can have, we, we're bringing visibility to the right things, um, to the inspirational things, to the things that kind of will lead generational change. Um, but like you said, I think everyone everyone has their their um, everyone has their interests, their role, their unique unique abilities and talents. And so, I don't think there is any wrong or right path in life. I think you just have to do what makes you feel the most fulfilled. The only issue is that a lot of people don't do things out of fear and because they're scared and because you know they're waiting for someone to approve it and tell them that it's okay to do it. And that's really kind of I think there's an entire there's a lot of work to be done around the mindset of entrepreneurship and, and teaching kids, you know, who gr grow up in a society around school and grades and harsh, right and wrong and bad and bad and good judgments. Um, there's a lot of learning to be done where we're empowering kids to just take risks and, and recover and move and move forward. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and I was just going to ask, like, what advice would you give? But correct me if I'm wrong from what you just said I just gathered you know that life is all about risk and just kind of take it either you, you fail or you succeed but at least you tried and whatever it is is that something yeah. that you would give advice to people that are either trying to go in this area as far as app development or just creating a passion for themselves yeah I mean I, so I'm always hesitant to just like broad strokes say like, take risks. But in reality, um, black and brown people, underrepresented groups of people, we more so than anyone else, like we're very risk averse. Like we don't want to take the risks. Like we're, we're more inclined to hold ourselves back. Like we're more inclined to be over qualified for a position and not apply. Um, and so I really try to hone in on the message of be bold, like, recover when you sign up to take the risk when you sign up to do something big like you are signing up to fail like it's not a question um that's a quote from Brene Brown who's like an amazing shame and vulnerability researcher but I'm not going to go into that her name is Brene Brown just so I you know plug her 
but um it's when you when you sign up to to be an entrepreneur like it's there's a lot of um it's scary it's scary and so you've got to be able to hold yourself down and know that through everything like you've got yourself like even if you fail like you still like you're here for yourself you've got yourself you're going to pick up yourself the next day and you're going to try something new or try something different or get back at it um so the adv- i would the advice i would give is to trust in your gut trust what you believe and to be bold be bold and don't let anyone tell you that your ideas aren't good and what you want and where you want to go isn't where you're going to end up because i think anything is possible period snap 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 <laughs> I love that I think it's just it's going to be a constant battle with each person everybody is different but I don't that advice yeah and I'm I'm so sorry to cut you off but it I um it made me think about my journey I've been fundraising for Coily recently meaning that I've had to be on the phone with a lot of people who can tell me yes or no um and who can just say like yeah no I don't want to invest in your thing it's not that great like you know what I mean and so (laughs) I have gotten even, you know, despite the fact that we have a whole platform built and we we went, we have 11.7 thousand users who saw it once on Twitter and decided to download it, meaning that there's a huge group of people who really want this and black women spend so much money on our hair. Like I'm still facing difficulties. Like you're still going to get no's from a ton of people. And there's nothing wrong with that because I've grown so much in that process. But I, I bring it up to say that getting no's and and people turning you away and you not getting into things like those aren't indicators and points that you shouldn't be doing something like they're all speed bumps in a process to building something that will really be impactful and to growing you really like like you're signing up for the obstacles you're signing up and so when you expect things to be difficult like you're not surprised but you can navigate them with a lot more ease and just come out the other end and just keep moving forward and so it's really about getting, you know, kind of letting things roll off your back. Like an entrepreneur, as being an entrepreneur, like being a founder, like creating things, doing anything different, like you kind of just got to let people's opinions and issues, obstacles just roll off your back. And so I was just, you know, it's, it's just super important. And even again, like I said, I have a whole app developed and it's out on the app store and tons of people are using it. But like, I'm still, you know, I'm still facing that pushback. So it, de- it doesn't ever kind of just get easy and stop you just kind of become more resilient and stronger. (laughs) Yes, love that. I think I've kind of faced that as well because there are plenty of podcasts out here, but, you know, I know what I'm doing it for and why I'm doing it, but everybody as an entrepreneur faces some sort of obstacle or hardship. But Mm -hmm. I think it's all about once you hit that first failure, don't stop there and I think that's where a lot of people get discouraged and it's like oh it didn't work this time all right maybe this isn't for me but I love that you brought up the fact that it doesn't mean that it's not for you it's just right now at this time you keep building you keep building so I definitely love that advice yeah and it's also like your community is important I mean even again I told you I've been fundraising I've probably gotten over 50 no's like 50 no I'm not gonna invest in you you know you suck I'm kidding not you suck but like I'm not gonna invest in you and you know after a few of them you do get discouraged but when I go and I talk to my sister about it or when I go and talk to my boyfriend about it like I'm getting these messages of like okay like you need to be sending out 100 a day like you need to be sending out 50 a day like get back out there and go harder and like that's the thing that helps you to shift your perspective like it's important to have a community of people you can authentically lean on who can just be like, oh, you know what, F it, like you're strong, I know you can do it, muscle up, get back out there and who will hold you accountable, you know? Yes, 
And like you said, you've been receiving no's, but there are some things that you have good going. So what are some things coming up here for yeah. the course? Yeah, so um, we, we've got a lot coming. We're actually going to be hiring soon. So definitely kind of, you know, that's exciting. Um, we're going to be at Essence Fest. So you may see us at Essence Fest. I'm super, super excited about that. Um, but most importantly, we're looking at a new version, a new relaunch of our app, a super robust, beautiful version um, towards the, the end of June and the beginning of July. So you guys can, you know, definitely stick around and, and stay tuned for that. You can download our app. Um, and I'd love to hear your feedback. You can message me on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I love it. And speaking of Instagram, any other social media platforms as we wrap up? Um, that you want to share where people can find you and or your app? Yeah, you, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter, um, and TikTok, and Snapchat at Asha Talia, which is A-S-H-A, and Talia, which is my middle name. That's T-A-L-I-A. So it's Asha Talia. Um, you can follow Coily on every single platform at Coily, C-O-I-L-Y, app. APP, so Coily app. And you can also download Coily on any app store at Coily. Okay, okay, okay. As we end this episode, the first episode of season six, I'm gonna keep saying it because, whoo, I'm not done. I'm just beginning, you guys. But if you're um, new here, I always like to highlight small black businesses. And so this year, um, for this season, excuse me, I'm starting off with me, me, myself, and I. Okay, so with my brand Girls on Another Level, I have expanded and so I am selling shirts. Um, a couple people gave me like the nickname for you guys is my gold diggers, the G-O-A-L gold diggers. All right, just clarification. Um, but I am selling shirts in an assortment of colors. It is for a limited time. And um, I am back selling hats, my gold hats as well, which comes in a different um, assortment of colors. So if you go to my website, yes, your girl got a website now. Um, but you guys can go to girlsonanotherlevel.com. You can see past episodes, you can shop um, and just get a full understanding on what I am trying to do. So I had to shout myself out. But if you do have a business, a hustle or service that you provide and you want your business to be highlighted on my podcast, please send me an email at wearegoalinc at gmail.com. Thank you guys and I'll see you next week.